Chapter 9 of Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman, by Bert L. Standish. Chapter 9 The Duel. Merriwell smiled and wiped the champagne from his face with a white silk handkerchief. The proprietor bustled in and threatened. Diamond quivered with excitement. There will be no further trouble here, calmly said Frank. This matter must be settled between us. I could see that plainly enough. It wants just as well to bring it to a head at once. Lunder and lightning, I mean, I mean thunder and lightning, panted Rattleton. He won't fight you again with his fists. I do not expect him to. You have to fight with rapier, sure, said another. Merriwell, you're a fool. Thank you. You've fallen into his trap. He was making that talk to drive you to do just what you did. Well, he may congratulate himself on his success. Blamed if I understand you. You seem cool enough, and still you act as if you actually meant to meet him with deadly weapons. I shall meet him with any kind of weapons he may name. Rob Ditson came forward. Of course, you understand that I have no feeling, merry old man, he said, but Diamond has chosen me as his second once more, and so I can't refuse to serve him. It is a most unfortunate affair, but he insists that you fight him with rapiers. Very well, I agree to that. Arrange the time and place with my second, Mr. Rattleton. Frank sat down, picked up an illustrated paper, and seemed deeply interested in the pictures. Ditson drew Rattleton aside. My principal, said he, swelling with importance, demands that this meeting take place at once. Great Scott, exploded Harry, I object to this sort of business. It is outrageous. If one of them should be seriously wounded, what excuse can be made? We'll find some excuse that will go. But what if one of them should be killed? I hardly think anything as serious as that will occur. But should it, there would be an investigation, an expulsion and disgrace, if nothing worse, would overtake us. Oh, well, if you are afraid, just go back and tell Mr. Merriwell to apologize here and now, and I think Mr. Diamond will let him off. Harry looked at Merriwell and then shook his head. He'll never do that, he said hoarsely. We'll have to arrange this duel. There is no other way for it. Between the ages of sixteen and twenty-three, blood runs hot and swift in the veins of a youth. It is then that he will do many wild and reckless things things which will cause him to stand appalled when he considers them in after years. Frank believed that in order to retain his own self-respect and the respect of his comrades, he must meet Diamond and give him satisfaction in any manner he might designate. But there was another reason why Frank was so willing to meet the Virginian. Merriwell was an expert fencer. At Fardell he had been the champion of the school, and he had taken some lessons while traveling. He had thoroughly studied the trick of disarming his adversary, a trick which is known to every French fencing-master, but is thought little of by them. He believed that he could repeatedly disarm Diamond. His adventures in various parts of the world had made him somewhat less cautious than he naturally would have been, and so he trusted everything to his ability to get the best of the Virginian. Roland Ditson longed to force Merriwell to squeal. He did not fancy Frank knew anything of fencing, and he thought Merriwell would soon lose his nerve when he saw himself 
toyed with by diamond and diamond had promised not to seriously wound the fellow he hated the meeting was arranged as quietly as possible and the freshmen who were to witness it slipped out of billy's by twos and threes and strode away thirty minutes later in a small stuffy room two lads with their coats and vests off and their sleeves turned back faced each other rapiers in hand ready gentlemen called ditson they made ready on guard the position was assumed then came the command that set them at it in less than twenty seconds the spectators who kept back as well as possible had seen something they had never beheld before they saw two beardless lads fighting with deadly weapons and using skill that was marvellous it took jack diamond far less than twenty seconds to discover that frank merriwell was a swordsman of astonishing skill he had expected to toy with a northerner but he found himself engaged with one who met every stroke like a professional a great feeling of relief came over harry rattleton we jizz he muttered mary is a cooler at it i believe he's diamond's match with diamond astonishment gave way to fury was it possible that this fellow was to get the best of him at everything he fought savagely and ditson turned white as a ghost when he saw the virginian making mad thrusts at the breasts of the lad he hated he's forgotten his promise he's forgotten huskily whispered ditson what if he should run merriwell through the body then came a cry of anger from diamond and a cry of surprise and relief from the spectators frank merriwell with that peculiar twisting movement of his wrist had torn the rapier from the virginian's hand the blade fell clanging to the floor and merriwell stepped back with the point of his rapier lowered snarling savagely diamond made a cat-like spring and snatched up the weapon he had lost on guard he cried madly the end is not yet i'll kill you or you'll kill me there was a clash of steel and then the fight was on with more fury than before diamond was utterly reckless he left a dozen openings where frank could have run him through but merriwell was working to repeat the trick of a few seconds before the frightened spectators were beginning to think of intervening when once again diamond was disarmed at the same moment there came a heavy knocking at the door one fellow who had been on guard ran in from a corridor and cried it's the faculty somebody has given them wind of this here here called the freshman follow me they did so and he led them to a back window out of which they clamored diamond was the last to get out and just as he touched the ground somebody came around the corner and grabbed him i have one of them shouted a voice which he recognized as belonging to one of the faculty he struggled to break away but could not then somebody dashed to his side caught hold of him and with wonderful strength tore him from the grasp of the man run panted frank merriwell's voice in his ear and they ran away together in a short while were safe in their rooms it turned out that it was not the faculty that had tried to get in where the duel was taking place but some of the softs at the time he turned back to rescue diamond however frank had believed the virginian was in the grasp of one of the professors merriwell was regarded as more of a wonder than ever when it became generally known that he had twice disarmed the virginian in a duel with rapiers or a fencing contest as the matter was openly spoken of by those who discussed it but bruce browning king of sophomores was awaiting an opportunity to get at frank End of chapter 9